Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm Allie Wolf, an Emmy winning journalist and mom. I love interviewing women and experts who inspire us to create fulfilling lives and careers while embracing the messy and beautiful reality of being a mom. This is the Mom's Calling Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to Mom's Calling. I'm so happy and grateful to be here talking to you on episode 25. I want to kick this episode off by saying it is easy to come up with an idea, an idea for a podcast, a show, a YouTube channel, a blog, a product or a business. It is hard to execute and to make it happen. And I would say it's even harder to stay consistent, to show up every single day when your motivation is low, when you're tired and nobody is holding you accountable but yourself. That is really when success is made. And so today, that's the focus of the episode, executing and staying consistent when starting a business or a side hustle as a busy mom. This is one of my favorite topics. I love hearing about people's career stories, their successes, the failures they hit along the way. I talk about it with my friends. I talk about it with my family, with my husband, and I'm constantly in search of these stories. A lot of them you can find here on this podcast. But in this episode, I'm going to get honest real with you about my experience, my successes and failures so far selling on Etsy and creating a podcast. This includes sprinkled in some of the lessons I've learned from the 20 plus amazing women I have interviewed here on this show. People like Ashley from In Booze, episode 27, who hit viral success during the pandemic, or episode 23 with Michelle Mack, who successfully sells a product on Amazon, or episode number five with Jessica, who sells doormats on Etsy. But this one is about my advice and the information I wish someone shared with me when I was starting. But first, I want to say thank you for your encouragement so far and your feedback. It really keeps me going. So if you're enjoying this podcast, if you haven't already, please subscribe. And if you like it, share it with a friend or leave a review. It'll help my show grow and that allows me to continue dedicating my time and effort into the show. In this episode, I'm going to kick things off with a relatively brief summary of my journey on Etsy and the realistic steps of how I started and created systems that work. Then my motivation, who I turn to when I feel stuck and need a kick in the butt. Then finally, the steps you can take to start out as a mom, kicking off a side hustle, a business, or a simple project. So here's the honest truth. During pregnancy, I was completely lost. I quit my job as a TV reporter for an NBC station after reaching my dream. I won an Emmy. I anchored and reported in one of the biggest cities in the country, and I was pretty much done and ready for something new. But I found myself pregnant in a new city with no clue what to do. Initially, after a lot of stress and brainstorming, my first idea was basically a task manager for pregnancy because I personally was overwhelmed by the amount of tasks and rules and things to buy and do while preparing for a baby. Long story short, I made big checklists and it turned into a website, which I created with some help, but it kind of fizzled. And then I had a baby and went through postpartum and things came to a screeching halt. Once my daughter started to sleep a little, I got the itch to do something again. It turned into selling digital downloads on Etsy. If you didn't know, Etsy isn't just for handmade items. You can also sell PDF or image files. So think planners, checklists, labels, art. The opportunities really are endless. All you have to do is open up Etsy and search for what others are already selling. So I cobbled together some time to work on my product and marketing. December 7th, 2020, I opened my shop with one planner. It was an 86 page 
printable pregnancy planner. For marketing, I had very mediocre graphics, which I made on Canva, which Canva itself is a lifesaver for graphics, but I didn't do a great job at first because I didn't have a lot of practice. However, I believed in my content. I'm not an artist, but I believed people needed my information and that is what fueled me. I had these detailed, well-researched checklists for each trimester, checklists for a baby registry and hospital bag and worksheets to create a birth plan and a whole lot more. They're still up there on my Etsy. I've just expanded and added more to them. So how did I learn how to do this? I had no experience. I Googled it. Google is your best friend. I also searched on Pinterest. I looked at existing products on Etsy. I watched YouTube videos and tutorials. I read the actual Etsy manual. Etsy lays out how to be successful on the website. Use the resources that are available to you because there is so much out there for free. All you have to dedicate is your time, not a single penny, and you can learn so much on the internet today. So on Etsy, take a look at keywords, optimizing your title, pick two colors and stick with pretty much those colors in black and white and don't veer from it. Make it simple. You want a minimum viable product, the most simple version, and then you can iterate on that as you go. So for me, what happened when I opened? Crickets. So when the shop was quiet, I worked my butt off to market it as I created more planners in the background. I created longer versions, shorter versions. I varied the price point. I started social media accounts with zero followers. Instagram and Pinterest were my focus. I was embarrassed to start and to put myself out there in this new way, but I pushed past it. I just kept going. I was an impatient, but I was determined. I wanted to learn by doing. Now, this is important because a lot of coaches and business experts will tell you different things. They might say, wait to launch, launch big, make it splashy and get a big boost on the day that you launch. Launching fast worked best for me. I had no audience. I simply had information that I felt women needed. My first sale happened after a couple weeks and then it really went slow. I got five, I got 18. By March, I had 50 sales and then 55 planners. My graphics were better. My social media numbers were growing, but it was still very much a work in progress. Now I am working toward my goal, which is 500 sales. Currently, I have 484 as I record this. So things are really going. Things are moving along. It has been slow and steady, but consistent. But I will be honest with you. I have not really touched my Etsy since May. I've been able to do this almost completely passively from home without missing a single minute with my daughter. And I remind myself, this is year one. It's very easy to question yourself and doubt your progress because you're so deep into it. I am impatient, but I have to teach myself to be patient knowing that growth is slow. You have to put in the work if you want to see results. It's like exercise. You can't expect to go to the gym twice and have the body that you want to have. You have to stay consistent. So now I'm going to just do a brief segment here on how I personally get motivation and inspiration when I am feeling a little bit stuck. So this happens to anyone who is either starting a business, a side project, or any creative pursuit in general. Sometimes you need to look outside of yourself and your own brain to get that bit of inspiration. You 
number one, need to avoid burnout. And number two, we all want to work to our highest potential. And in order to do that, you can't just keep banging your head against a computer screen to get the best results from yourself. So here are a few places I look and a few things that I do to help in those moments. So obviously, as a podcaster, I am a big fan of this medium. And I do have a couple podcasts that I like to go back to to get some inspiration. So if you are thinking of becoming a podcaster, or you just want a different structure in your work life, I would recommend the Tim Ferriss show. So Tim Ferriss wrote a very well known book called The Four Hour Work Week, which rethinks how we work and working to live rather than living to work. If you're thinking that you may want to get into podcasting, I highly recommend listening to his episode on how he grew his podcast. Um, he did have the advantage of starting in the podcast space fairly early, but he does have a very smart approach. And so if you want an intro into how to grow a podcast, listen to that episode. What I find really interesting about this episode is that it is three hours long and he has a friend interview him and they go through the nitty gritty down to his process, his gear, all of it. So it's super beneficial if you are looking for a way into the podcast world and where to start and getting educated on the process and what it's really like to have a podcast. So spoiler alert, it is a lot of work. And one of the things they talk about in that episode is just how much work it is and how and who really should start a podcast and questioning, you know, what are you looking to achieve from the podcast? So if you're interested in business and entrepreneurship, How I Built This is an incredible podcast. You have probably probably already heard of it. Guy Raz is the host. And there's a couple of things I really like about this show. Number one, typically you're going to recognize the companies, the brands, the entrepreneurs that he interviews, but he goes really deep back to their childhood and he takes you through kind of the twists and turns and the failures that these people made along the way. And I find it fascinating. Again, if you're interested in being a podcaster or a journalist of any type, I'm very interested in the art of interviewing and the craft. Guy is a very good interviewer and one of the things that's very clear when you listen to him is that he does extensive research on his guests. So he comes prepared and he tells a story. That's something that you can definitely tell he's a journalist by trade. So it's not just about the business. It's not just about, you know, how this person got success, but he tells the story of their success and there's a big difference. And so I think that's what makes it so great. So if you're looking to get into e-commerce, I honestly recommend watching some YouTube videos also for blogging, anything like that. You can just Google things. As I mentioned earlier, I watched a lot of YouTube videos on Etsy and people go on there and break down how to do well on the specific niche that you are looking for. So another thing, this is a book that really had an impact on me. It's called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. You may recognize the name Elizabeth Gilbert. She is the author of Eat, Pray, Love. So clearly she is a very talented writer and she is writing about the pursuit of creativity. So you may be thinking, well, I'm not an artist. I'm not a writer. I'm not a painter. Creativity really isn't just fine arts and literature. Creativity is the way you think. It's your approach to your craft and your life. This book really lit me up and got me extremely motivated. I think it's applicable to many different industries. And if you're a person who has even one ounce of creativity, read it. Just trust me. I can't even get into how good it is, but the way she writes, it really struck 
struck a chord with me. It was one of those books that came to me at the perfect time. I needed to hear the words and it gave me extreme motivation to create, to write, to start this podcast. For me, creating is what makes me feel alive. It's what makes me feel like me. And if you're like that, you will absolutely love this book. My final note on motivation and inspiration is that it's really important to have a support system. This doesn't mean you need to have an accountability partner or somebody who is checking on you constantly, but a couple people in your life who care enough to listen and not necessarily provide support or guidance, but to help you put things in perspective. When you're feeling like things aren't moving at the pace you want them to move or that you're running out of ideas or you're questioning what you're doing, it's really good to have some people to bounce ideas off of to help you get your mind right and motivated and maybe even just to vent. Sometimes all we need is just to vent and having some people in your corner that support you and get what you're doing. I'm not talking about cheerleaders who are just going to give you a pat on your back and make you feel good, but people who you can share your progress and just kind of talk to about things. Maybe you meet somebody through a Facebook group who's on a similar journey as you. Maybe it's your significant other. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a parent. Having people in your life that you can talk to about what you're doing is very important. And I find it highly motivating because they are close to you. They get you. They love you. But they are also outside of your own head. And so when you talk to somebody, you get out of your head and you realize it's not as bad as you think. Why don't traditional diets work? because you can't fight your biology with willpower. But Calibrate is different. It's a comprehensive doctor-guided metabolic reset that promotes sustainable results through lifestyle changes. Calibrate works because they combine prescribed, FDA-approved medication with lifestyle changes to improve metabolic health. It's a fully integrated program that includes classes, one-on-one video coaching, in-app tracking, and community with members like you. They provide a comprehensive wellness plan personalized to your needs so it's easy to fit Calibrate into your busy schedule. Check in with the app as often or as little as you like. All of the goals you set are personalized and tracked by doctors and coaches. Your weight doesn't reflect your willpower. Get back in control with Calibrate. Get $50 off the one-year metabolic reset when you use the promo code BELIEVE at joincalibrate.com. That's $50 off when you use code BELIEVE at joincalibrate.com. Now here are my five steps for execution. Number one, start with your idea. What are you doing and why? Ask yourself, what problem are you solving? Who is your audience or customer? Get really, really specific. Picture them. Describe that person. What you're building is for that person, not for you. Remember that in everything that you do. Create a one-sentence mission statement that defines what you're doing and why. Once you have your idea, allow yourself to question it. Research every existing product or competitor out there. Go for it. You have to do that. It's inevitable. Allow yourself to question and doubt. It is good. It is healthy because you don't want to take off running with an idea that you're not 100% on. So you have to go through a bit of a process to really, really get focused and specific on your idea. Once you have it, stop. Tell yourself, I've decided on my idea. I've decided on my business. I know what I'm going to do. Come up with your plan and then 
execute. That's number two. Execute, execute, execute. Every day that you're wasting questioning and doubting is a day that you could be executing. Have a short-term vision and a long-term vision and just go through the process and the tasks to make things happen create, create, create. And here's a really important part that is essential when you're coming up with what you want to do. Are you in it for the final result? Are you in it because you love the process? Because here's the thing, people are only going to see the tip of the iceberg. You're only going to be out there talking about your final end result once you've done the work. And guess what? For something like a podcast, there is so much more work behind the scenes that you do not see. I love that stuff. I love editing out ums and dead air just as much as I love sitting here on the microphone and talking. Sometimes when I want to go relax, instead of watching Netflix for an hour, I sit and edit an episode because it relaxes me and brings me honestly a lot of fulfillment. So not everything is going to make you feel that way. Some days you're not going to feel like doing it, but you know when it's right you know when it feels right. There is an energy behind it. There is, I hate to use the word passion, but there's passion. There's heart behind it because you are so invested in what you're doing. You love it so much. You know the world needs this. You feel like you are gonna help people and that your voice matters on this subject or that your physical product is gonna really make people's lives easier or happier or less stressful. Whatever the reason is, you believe in it so much that the process is getting you to that end result. Use that fuel. But if you are feeling like it is an absolute chore and you're counting down the hours until you can be done and you're just trying to check the box, then you might lose interest and you might not last. Don't pick the topic that some Joe Blow on the internet says is the best topic to go for. If you find something that you are incredibly excited about, there is a way to go after it and to monetize it. So if you think you should create a blog about Bitcoin because that's the hot thing that everybody's talking about and that you need to go be another Bitcoin expert and coach, but you don't really love it. You really love World War II and talking about history. Do the history thing because you love that and you feel like you should be doing the Bitcoin thing. Think about why you're doing it. And then number three, just launch. Perfect is the enemy of good. Once it's good enough, put it out there. Even if you think you're perfect, there will be some sort of error or something going wrong down the line versus if you just launch it when you think it's good enough, you will iterate over time. You may have to pivot your entire business. You may shift the entire branding. You may shift the entire subject of what you're doing. You may come up with a whole new product, but you won't know that until you get the thing out there and you get the feedback. Just just launch. Just do it. It's embarrassing. It's intimidating. It's scary. You're going to fall on your face potentially, but you won't know unless you do it. And guess what? You don't grow unless you do it either. Next, share, 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 share. Also, it's kind of embarrassing. It feels shameless, but the more people you share the thing with, the more potential it has to take off. You share with five people, one person likes it, they share with one person, maybe they love it and they share with five more and you have an exponential growth there. But if you never share it and you never put it out into the world or advertise it, post about it, tell your friends, tell your friends of friends, make stickers, put up a billboard, whatever it is, if you don't spread the word with a megaphone, nobody will know about it. This one is very tough. This is my weakness. I actually hate this part. I'm a little bit modest naturally. I don't like to just go out there and shamelessly plug myself, but 
but I have to. I know sometimes I'll post on my Instagram story thinking I'm posting way too much. This is annoying, but you know what? Only a fraction of my followers are going to see that initial post. So I have to post it again and again. You have to be proud of your work. You have to share it. And number five, this goes back to the beginning. Don't stop. This is why number one is so important. Remember why you started. Celebrate your wins. Look back at where you were when you started and pat yourself on the back, but then keep pushing. Keep pushing on. Remember, executing is tough. Staying consistent over time is even tougher. And these are reminders that I need every single day. Put them on a post-it. Remind yourself of these every single day as well. And remember, the world needs to hear what you have to say. And you never know until you try. So go out there and do it. I hope you found some inspiration in this episode. And thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions, I want to hear from you. Send me an email to momscallingpod at gmail.com. If you like the show, be sure to rate and review this podcast. See you next week for another episode of Mom's Calling on the Believe Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.